mama couldn't give it to me, had to get it in sous. Lord only knows how I got it in sous. I was covered in dollars, now I'm dripping in jewels. A bitch played with my money, might have spit in my food. Bitches hating my guts, now they swear we was cool. Went from making tuna sandwiches to making the news. I started speaking my mind and tripping my views. Real bitch, only thing fake is the boobs. Get money, go hard, motherfucking right. Never been a fraud in my motherfucking life. Get money, go hard. Damn fucking right. Stunned on these bitches out of motherfucking spite. Ain't no running to bore me. Went for nothing to glory. I ain't telling y'all to do it. I'm just telling my story. I don't hang with these bitches because these bitches be corny. And I got enough bras. Y'all ain't got to support me. I went from rag to riches. Went from wig to lit. Yo, 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 man. It's your boy Jay Banner here for another epi for Cushion Coffee Podcast. And today, we have a special guest in the building. Paulina Rowe. From 103.5, The Fred Show. The Fred Show. Why, hey, real quick, you got to lighten up on my man's checkers shoes, right? Let, lighten up on my man's checker vans, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> we got to give him some shit, though. Like, we got to. Come on, man. Just let my man be him, you know? Those tight pants and those checker vans. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm sorry, you, Fred. Fred. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to bring you no, up for her to crack jokes Fred. on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. No, he loves it, and, and I think that's the cool dynamic that we have, where, like, we can do that, you know what I mean? And yeah. We just roast each other, and, you know, everybody takes it, you know, just not too hard. They yeah. just, they, everyone just laughs and has a good time with it. Learn to have a good conversation among yes. friends and be humorous, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's, like, the greatest part about, like, like we lose that as humans, you know, because we so quick to jump to things when people are, like, just joking around or they're having a bad day with people having their own. And, and my wife showed me this video the other day, just straight getting to this. It's uh, like, you don't know what other people are going through as far as like, mm. until you get to experience what they've been through type thing. So absolutely, like a lot of people deal with a lot of other things that we don't know because they keep it so well hid that they don't know how to express it because of how people use that and an arsenal, use it against them or try to judge them for their feelings or showing their feelings and, just to be that person to open up, you know? Absolutely, man. And uh, so I feel like now, like, so many people just so built this wall of, of communi- like, scared to communicate. Instead, they'll, they'll text you on a phone, though, right away, right? Or they'll send you a message. Oh, God, the, uh, how do you call it, the message warriors, whatever, <laughs> keyboard warriors. That is so real. Yeah, they'll absolutely do that. But um, people, us humans, like, we're good at putting up walls, you know what I mean? And I, I try not to judge those who have, or like you said, like just be judgmental, period. Yeah. Because um, everybody's been through something. Everybody has a story. Yeah. But um, I definitely feel like just self-awareness is so important. And to reach that, you know, however it takes. And I had this conversation yesterday, actually. It's funny that we're talking about this. My fiance, he's trying to tell me something. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you claim you're self-aware. And that's wonderful, right? Like, yeah, you yeah, walk yeah. around, I'm self-aware, I'm this and that. But to me, it's like not everybody reaches that point, and we have to, in my opinion, give them grace. Yeah. And then once you get to that point, however that may be, whether it's shout-out therapy, whether it's through a spiritual practice, like I love my, you know, my little witchy shit that I do. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love spirituality. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of witchy shit? No, not shit. like that. Not like that. Like that. I'm, just a, I'm a little manifestation queen. Yeah, that's um, cool. That's you know, stuff like that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like my meditation, like that really brings me back to, to center so however it is that, that you know, what, what works for you, I think, you know, as long as it gets you to a place of self-awareness, a place of, of wanting to change, because they always say, right, like, you can't change nobody. They no, got to no. want to change. 100%. So like, I'm a believer. Reprogramming yourself. I had this conversation with this individual Ooh. yesterday. Like, 
like for me too, like we were taught a certain way to be like growing up in the culture, whatever we were in in our past life, yep. what was around us, what was shown to us. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have no control over that, but the people that were raising us did. You know what I'm saying? So it's yes. got to like, our, our parents got to take a lot of, a lot of accountability. Oh shit, what happened? A lot of accountability for the things that they shown us are mm-hmm. the things that they trauma us with. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of, Family members been through certain things too that they're still holding on that happened to them back in there. So what are, what happened to our parents? They what they experienced that they still hold, still guilt and like you know what I'm saying, holding on to things, yeah. sorrows and everything else because they 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 missed the opportunity or they never really looked back to found themselves to understand their true selves and their faults. You know, so crazy you're bringing this up so there's a show that i love right it's called the shy yeah and i was watching it yesterday i never watched it i think you'd like it i don't know especially if you're from chicago like it's a good show it's not yeah, like yeah. you know just like about chicago but it's just the, the storyline is good and it's obviously taking place here so it's kind of nice but the um the daughter right she's in therapy and the therapist really revealed some heavy shit in this episode to her. Basically, having her, because the therapist can't really do anything. I want to be clear about that, those people who want to try therapy. A therapist isn't going to sit here and be conniving and try to, like, talk you into something. Like, they bring it out of you. Like, you're the one that's going to reveal things and say things and have these realizations. Therapist is just a tool. So they were talking, and basically the therapist said, like, it sounds like your mother was the first person that broke your heart. And I'm bawling my eyes out at this because I could relate so hard. And then she goes, maybe you want to bring your mom in for the, for the next session, right? So she's hesitant, but she does it. Yeah. Mom comes in. Mom reveals to her a truth, right? The therapist is like, reveal a truth to her. Like, let's be honest. Let's be, let's be transparent and vulnerable. And she does. And she tells her, she goes, I just wasn't ready to be a mom. I didn't want to be married. Yeah. And mind you, too, now she's also with a woman, so there could be some sexuality um, underlining issues there. That yeah. issues, but like as far as like her trying to figure, like you said, figure yourself out. So she said that she wanted to be a good daughter in her parents' eyes. She got married, right? She had a man. She got married, young, had two kids. She's like, I, I didn't want them. I didn't want to be married. I wanted to travel. I wanted to explore my sexuality, and I wanted to. What did she say? The third thing was um, basically just live her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my fiance was like taken aback by that, you know, like, how could you tell your kids that? And I I get that. How can you tell your kids that? Right. Like when I have a kid like that is something I definitely will not feel. However, I know for a fucking fact. I swear. Okay, I'm like, for a fact, I'm like, she got all pills. I know. I was like, hold on. (laughs) I was like, can I say that my mother and I or let's just say like my my mom had told me that. Right. I'm just trying to like put myself in that scenario. Can I blame her for saying something like that? Because my mom and I are in very two different positions yeah, yeah. when it comes to like when we had kids, like when we got married, like you said, yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah. you said. And that's how I was trying to explain to my fiance and those listening right now. Like I have to give grace to those who a are very transparent and, and even like have the, the balls or the audacity to share that. Cause that's yeah, not yeah. easy to tell your child that I don't yeah, think that yeah. was an easy um, confession, but was it a real one? Can they now, work on their road to healing together i think so and yeah. that's what i was trying to tell my fiance who was just beside himself like oh my god and i get it like yeah. that's your kid but i just felt like that was such a moment in that show that a lot of parents especially our parents who are older right i think they could relate hard as hell i mean i don't know like 
I feel like I'm 31, right? So I'll have a child after the age of 31. Like, my mom was younger. She was 22. Yeah. I can't imagine raising a kid at 22 by myself. No help. Like, zero. Like, I can't imagine that. Like, I think it takes a village, you know? And and I'm just like, that's crazy that she did that. I still don't know how she did it, but she did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think about that all the time. And I'm like, so if my mom told me that, based on her position, where she was in life, who was even around, which was nobody, her support system was failing, right? She had nobody. So I'm just like, can I be upset at that? No. Does that mean she loves me any less? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I just think she's being real. And now we can begin our, our journey to healing. And that's important to be real. Like I, like I told my son the other day, because I just took him on like a, a side job with me. And we had to go do some trimming, you know? Okay. And uh, it's just I get aggravated with him because I'm thinking that he should just know. Like I already have common sense kind of. Like because mm-hmm. we were born in that era of just knowing or getting into the know. Cause the our common friend, sense era. Because, <laughs> you know, because people don't have no common sense these days. It's, it's yeah. so weird. Like it's like, and, it, and it's frustrating to me, but at the same time, it's kind of like I failed at a parent because I didn't teach him the ways. You know what I'm saying? So I got to read back and re, re-look on me, reflection on me. Like how did I teach him to be? You know what I'm saying? So right. I got to take more accountability. And I told him that the other day, like, and it's, I'm sorry, Dad. Like, I apologize to him, you know, because I told him, like, I didn't teach you these things for me to just automatically think you know what I'm talking about right. when I didn't teach you it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel that's a lot of parents do that, too, because they just go give me this over here and just, just say don't even describe it. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. back in the day, that's how we used to have to go get shit. Like, our parents used to go, go, go give me that over there. And we'll just go over there and just grab it because we know he's talking about a tool. He's working on something, you know? Yeah. But we'll go. They'll go over there and just look over there, like they don't understand what we're doing. At like, like they watch us. They're not observing, though. You know, that's kind of weird. That's like, a good point. Like they're not. They're, they're not really comprehending what's going on in the world. They're not learning nothing. Observe, because that's how I learn things. It's observing people. Observing, yeah. Yeah, like watching people do things. And then my son said, because I, I didn't graduate high school or nothing. Mm-hmm. So my son was watching me do all this work, and he's like, "Dude, you didn't even graduate high school." He's thinking to himself, like, "And I'm doing all these things," you know. From photography, from podcasting, to uh, on my own clothing line, and just continuing to try things, where, despite what everybody told me that I couldn't be, you know. Mm. So it's like, and I, that's why my man, my friend David here, he, he's like, dude, you're too humble, you know. I was like, man, because I've I've been through the world where angry don't get you nowhere. Being somebody doesn't trying to persuade yourself to be something you are not it doesn't get you nowhere. Just being yourself. Yourself, you being your soul, your soul, true self can get you in more places than anywhere else. I could just being humble, more. just being humble. I couldn't agree more because there's people who will do the absolute least, but will act like it's the absolute most. Yes, and I'm just like, but like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's I've been around like the nation with with the culture and uh, the rap game, so I see it. Like, and, I, and it's just like it's not interesting to me. And it's like people mm-hmm. chase this for what? And it's like. And just to see the inside and out, and everybody's just so, like, the culture of the music takes these kids and it's the frequencies that it teaches these kids to be, you know? Murderous, drug dealers, sexist, you know, all this shit that it's all in these frequency of lyrics that's, and it's kind of crazy, just, uh, and it's okay, you know what I'm saying? But we can't just speak our opinion about things without somebody getting upset. Yeah. And that, like, the cancel culture and shit, like. But cancel culture. <laughs> oh my god listen i'm here for a good cancel when it's like a wild take yeah. or something and you're like hurting a group of people yeah. or you're just like i don't know like on some fucking racist 
shit. Like, I don't, whatever you want to yeah. call it, right? Like, yeah, of course, I'm like, okay, like, no, you know. But I think you're right. I think, like, as humans, we have, like, so many different opinions and thoughts, right, experiences. So it's like, if I say something that might be, quote, controversial or whatever, like, is that really a reason to cancel somebody? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And then also, too, cancel culture, I've noticed, is mad forgiving, like, at the same time. So, like, what was the outrage for? You yeah, know what well, I mean? Just some... Right. Like, an artist does something. I'm just giving an example, right? An artist does something. Okay, they're canceled, whatever. But, like, either we just forget. I guess time really does heal all. I don't know. Like, time passes by. Or they do something else, like, drop a song. Or they just do something, right? And we just forget. And I'm just like... I don't know. So that's why I'm like, what's the point of that even? What's the point of the outrage? Yeah. So the relationship with your mom and everything, mm-hmm. what got you in the radio and just getting away for is that like a gateway for you? Just like So interesting. So one time me and my friend, shout out to Jordan Foster, he used to work at uh, my station that I'm, okay. I'm at. And he and I, we were smoking one time and I just had this thought. I don't know where it came from. And I was like, bro, I was like, you know why I think we all do radio? Because I think... It's so funny. So the people that I work with, for example, I think we're all so different. We come from, like, different backgrounds. Like, and I mean, like, like culturally, I think, shit, financially, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, we're all from, like, really different backgrounds. Like, I don't think we all come from the same cloth. I don't. And I was like, but we have one thing in common in this room, right? And I always say this, and I think it's because we didn't feel heard by one or both parents or somebody, right, yeah, caregiver, yeah when we were younger and this is like our way of like being heard and they all looked at me like because i told them my, my co-workers that and they were like you're fucking crazy like, what you, like <laughs> i think they, they weren't high so they didn't really get it but yeah, i was yeah. like no 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 like hear me out like this is my theory and i was like and I, I i gotta work on this theory but i know there's like some meat on the bone here yeah yeah, yeah. There's something there yeah that's that's pretty interesting i think so though like i think we wanted to be in some form of like like hear me now or my something. wife's probably like totally agreeing with you right now because you think so because she says, I, I, sh- I love to hear myself talk. Because yeah, right? I talk so much shit. Yeah. People love it. Some people just love to hear themselves. And I, I, to- I agree with that, too. A hundred percent. Sometimes I'm like, stop talking, Pauline. That's enough out of you, too. So <laughs> when, like, when did you get into, like, radio? Radio? Yeah. So I did radio in college, technically. So I was always very, like, active in high school. Like, I went to Curie High School, so I was very, like, in everything, right? I just loved being in stuff. Like, I was at volleyball. I was doing, um, like, senior executive stuff. I was doing, like, I did one of the plays. I don't sing, so they had me not sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I had to be the Wicked Witch of the West, which was the greatest role ever, but she's the only role that doesn't sing, so my ass was the... (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't see. Is, is that why you started doing witch shit later on? I think so, right? <laughs> my little, my, my witchy side came out. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I thought it was so funny, though. I'm like, I don't sing. So I did that um, after school matter. I mean, I did everything, right? So when I went to college, I went to UIC, and I felt like, not lost, but I just was like, there's nothing going on in my life besides work and school, right? And I worked at the Chicago Park District while I was in um, the end of high school and all through college. Best job ever, by the way. So I was like, this is like boring to me like I'm not involved in school stuff like I don't know what to do (laughs) I know so then I went to apply because UIC radio was hiring bloggers and I was an English major so I was like maybe I'll just do like some I don't know whatever like some form of uh, writing for blogging right because blogging was like kind of like it at that time 2013-14 so I was like let me let me try that so then I applied I got the thing and then it was a part of the radio station so I got to like go in there mess around 
kind of just like try things and I did and I liked it and then my last year of college I was the program director of it so I ran the station and it was a fun experience it yeah. was so fun we went like on a trip there was a we have like a board it was five board members we got to go to uh, New York for this like conference for college radio it was just like a really cool time so I did that and that was like where the passion I think started you know what I mean um I love it so from the beginning of there like um you talk about anxiety and depression and stuff. Like, did when you start hearing yourself on the radio for the first time, did you get like a little self doubt or reflect about like what other people might think about what you're doing or anything like that? Or you were just like, it didn't bother you. You just felt comfortable right away. Oh, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Thank you. He's <laughs> never been asked that. I'm like, wow, that's a great question. I think that I started off being really, really confident and. I think most people do, especially when they're, like, trying this. It's new. It's fun, right? And then I think when I got to, I'm going to say, the big leagues, right, of, like, real radio, yeah. I think that's, like, where I started feeling everything you just mentioned, like, the anxiety, like, the self-consciousness, yeah. right, like, the depression, whatever it might be. Um, that's kind of where it came in. But in the beginning, you're just so, I'm not going to say naive, but kind of, like, the world really is your oyster, right? And you're on a college platform with like two people listening yeah. instead of two million people listening. So it's very different and nobody's criticizing you. Nobody's talking shit to you. You know what I mean? At yeah. that time too, like there wasn't really social media like that. Um, like what we were on Facebook, maybe no one's <laughs> yeah, going to write yeah. on my Facebook wall <laughs> to yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. I suck. <laughs> so I was like, this is, this is cool. This is fun. But then, yeah, once you start going into the bigger leagues and just seeing so much too, just like the ins and out of radio, just like everything throat, else, right? Everything else, cutthroats, political, it could be some people aren't even that good. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, and why are you here? <laughs> um, not to be a hater, but it's kind of like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? But then you meet some really cool people, too, yeah. that really uplift you, really inspire you a lot. So it's very interesting. Yeah, I think in the beginning I was, like, Miss fucking confident over here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're badge of honor. But I think through time, like, you kind of learn and you kind of, like, you do get thicker skin. You do, like, harden up. You have to. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of those feelings came later. Yeah, yeah. Because I, when I started, it was in 2020 when we started this. So like, was, okay. Uh, 2019 and 2019. So like, I was like, man, because I was pretty well known too. And I was just like, man, people. And I was scared of the fucking cancel culture. You know, I can't speak about this. And I was really? worried, like, just thinking about because I didn't want to voice my opinion because the people just around me can relate to a heavier and think I'm talking about them. You know, what I saying? see what you're saying. Yeah. And but I'm not. I'm just addressing like to topic of what's going on so it's like so sometimes until i listen to joe rogan episode and he's like you know what man there's fucking people out here that actually think about what other people think about mm-hmm. or their opinions before they even think about speaking their their opinion you know and it's like man you have the right to do that so just fucking do it so there's a couple episodes that i, I thought i my wife, my wife looked over and she's like no you didn't even talk bad about it you just addressed in the situation but you know how some cultures that get mad at you just because you said it a certain way or just to be mad at you. It's kind of weird. So that's why I, at yeah. first I dealt with it, too, in the beginning. Like, just, man, should I just do this or not? And then I just continue to do it. Well, I'm proud of you for sticking with it. Yeah, appreciate it. Sticking to your true self. Yeah. That's where it counts. Yeah. 100%. But that's what the whole rebooting phrase that everybody needs to do. Like, on on train themselves from what they were programmed to do Ooh. and reprogram themselves yes. to what they want to be now. In this world, in this life, because I, I, you talk about spirituality, I had like a real big spiritual trip. Like I took 
an excessive amount of mushrooms. Okay, I was about <laughs> to ask you what you think. And it was a, it was a crazy experience. It, it was like, because um, we're all like, and this is my this thesis on it, you know? This is like a, my, I, we're all just like passing light through the universe. We're all just gods of light, you know? Yeah. We're all a reflection of somebody's imagination. So, Ooh. you know? Do you feel like that also... Uh, applies to today's culture in my opinion of people thinking a lot of times like that main character energy syndrome like everyone thinks of the main character in something and it's like it's not even about you yeah yeah like where did that come from yeah that makes me think of that i don't know where that probably comes it's just like main character you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, like yeah, i've been thinking about this a lot lately i've been on this like weird kick of like <laughs> why are people always thinking like it's like about them or like you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like but exactly like like, but then look at the bigger picture. Like, we're this, like, tiny, tiny little speck of sand. Like, we're, we're like that. bacteria in like, the universe. I need a microscope yeah. and then some, <laughs> right? And it's just crazy. But I don't know. I just think about that a lot, too. I'm like, main characters. Like, like why do people really think that they are? <laughs> so hard. But listen, each their own. Yeah, to, to a point where me, my son, and my best friend, right, were here. And it was like, this, this soul was getting ready to end. And, like, we were in a different avatar. Like, we met already, too, before in our past lives. Before. Oh, I believe that. You know, so we're just reuniting again in this life. So Yeah. And then, like, there's a lesson for us to get reunited, you know, mm-hmm. to the next either advances to that next frequency of level, you know, to enlighten one another to a next level of in frequencies, you know. So, right. like, it's uh, me and my son and my best friend experienced that. So we, we've been doing this for thousands of years. That's what it came to, that trip. We've been coming to do this, and we always comes to this point where I, I take a certain amount of shrooms to get back to realizing who I am. So for the first 38 years of this planet, I was walking like blind until my soul and my physical self finally came back together when I was in that trip, like finally fusing as one because my spirit's been wandering the world, the universe for 38 years, but my physical self has been here. And now I realize who I am today and what i'm supposed to do so that's why i think this podcast is the most important thing because i can conversate with people and get to touch and and help them in a way you know just opening up doors and having questions that people don't ask them or just being here to listen to somebody you know yeah that's so cool i love that you said that because i probably won't do it in my lifetime to be honest yeah but i've always wanted to for that purpose of finding i'm not saying find myself but finding that peace or, like, bringing yeah. something back together. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm scared of having a bad trip. Like, yeah. I have a friend who had one. But, and that could be, you know, his own reason or whatever. But, like, I think, too, they say supposedly, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. You're supposed to be in a really, really good mindset when you do yes. that. You yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And can I ask why, what would happen? If well, you because, weren't? you know, people deal with other issues throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? Or if they're dealing with mental issues already, like anxiety, mental depression. Gotcha. You, you don't want to start taking it. You know what I'm saying? You want to kind of be in a good level of, but that comes with training your subconscious too, your thought. Like right. Every thought process that you think of, you're in control of that from the beginning. Like that's not just some voice in the head. That's your thought, you know? And people got to learn to understand to reprogram that thought process. And I'm reprogramming myself now going through it because I just found out about all this knowledge probably like when I was 35. Really? So I'm just building this pro- spirituality is getting bigger and bigger. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? My, my frequencies are meeting new people. And like yesterday I had a conversation with a gentleman that I thought maybe he wouldn't 
even go nowhere, you know, but it turned out to be that we needed to have that conversation because he was a hurt soul just like me. And we came across him. I felt that. That's why we had that conversation yesterday because we needed to meet because he was he, he needed to know that he wasn't alone. You know what I'm saying? That's and, really deep. And that's why everybody that walks through my door is a purpose. Wow. There's a reason why we meet. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Is there something that you would like? I'm curious, like that you would today you would tell your younger self you because I feel like I don't know you from back in the day, but I feel like you were probably different. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, I would tell myself to be more patient. Mm, okay. be more patient and learn how to control your anger. Because that's the most important yeah. thing and stay busy, you know, because I got my son and my little cousins now working out to try to keep their mind busy. You know, stay stay fit. You get your body fit. You get mm. your mind fit. You know that connection. So now, me ever yeah. since that spiritual trip, me and my son has been a lot closer. So it's it's been a real good thing. So we made a bond that day too. It was pretty good. I love this for you. Yeah, appreciate that. No, I really do. I've been. That's that's why I said like everybody needs to reprogram themselves and and really looking. And solely into their selves, you know? Yeah. And shrooms, I've been doing this since I was 18. Recreational when I was 18. For the last four years, I've been kind of doing it, like, spiritually. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I never took that much before, ever. It was kind of a lot. I, I recreational use maybe an eighth or a seven, you know, once in a while. But, okay. But this was more than that. So it, it took me to a place where I needed to go, and it brought me back here, you know? So it's like... And ever since then, it's been cool. I still battle some demons. And you talked about that, too, about people with their demons, you know? Man, I dance with mine. And, yeah, it's, and Andrew Tate, I listened to a video about Andrew Tate, and he talked about how therapists want to, everybody wants me to go see a therapist or something. When they're my demons, and all they're going to do is just prescribe a, a volume or something to mask the demons, you know? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of people assuming, like, that it would just be some form of, like, medication, and yeah. that's going to, like, solve your problems, because it's not. I no. mean, I'm not bashing it. I think yeah. some people do need it, and they rely on it, and it really helps them be the best version of themselves. Yeah. I would never bash that. Just, I know myself. And yeah, yeah. for me, that never really, like, worked or, like, would work. Um also, Andrew Tate has a lot of other demons that he used to face, like jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. But, yeah, yeah, but I know, I, I know. I, know. I just like the way he used he it for uh, um, the demons that he has. He, he uses them to like keep himself his. in line. Yeah. Got it. Okay, okay. Like, he, they're there to let him know he's fucking up. So he needs a, he, he looks at it a different perspective. That is actually really interesting. You know what I'm saying? Huh. So you, you would look at it as, like, when I'm facing my demons, that means... I'm aren't. going right the way I'm supposed to be handling things. That's why the demons are on my ass. Interesting. I See, guess that's a good That's way why to you got to look at things in two perspectives. Oh, my God. I'm fucking mind blown right now. No, that's a really good point because everyone assumes that it's a bad thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we're demons, we're demons. But that's really interesting. Yeah, because you could be, a, you fall into that laziness, you know, and they come to fuck with you more when you're in dark places or yeah. in limbo, you know? They're just trying to get you active trying to get you out this way you don't want to be here right this is what it's going to be get your ass up and get back to it that is crazy and that's wild is that what gets you back on track sometimes yeah it's it's sometimes i still get in that slump like i said i'm reprogramming myself too and i'm mm -hmm. programming what my old me and, and and i get to that slump and my wife she real patient with me and i'm grateful for that you Aww. know because i owe her a lot for where i'm at I love that you said that. There is nothing more to me 
beautiful in life than a partnership yeah. where you just make yourself the better version of, of you. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like you'd agree with this. Like, she didn't come. I mean, I obviously don't know your relationship, but like, she didn't come into it, I'm assuming, trying to change you. She came in trying to better you because you you have again yeah. make those changes on your own whatever uh -huh. that might be 100%. nobody can come in and ever change you whether it's a therapist a partner whatever like that starts with you yeah. and where you're at and a lot of patience with me a lot of patience yeah i love that you are so self-aware though i swear some men i always say the straights the straight men they don't they don't ever like hold accountability <laughs> i swear to god and i listen i'm not a, a man basher hate or nothing i love y'all uh -oh, she's just, a tom like no 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 <laughs> i just <laughs> You know who Tom Likas is? No, who is that? Uh, I'm scared. Don't let your husband listen to him because he probably won't marry you. Oh, no. Is he one of those? Yeah, he just doesn't He doesn't approve of marriage. That's all. He said it's okay to be together, but he just doesn't approve of marriage. It doesn't work for the man. That's all. It says. doesn't work for the man. Everything's in favor for the woman. Fa favor for the woman? Yeah. That's every, so interesting. Yeah, that's what he thinks. Cause every, can no I matter, ask why? No, because you know he, he, he breaks it down. He just talks about, now we're going to get into this. He breaks it down because oh, yeah. he says, uh, you know, he sees it a thousand times in, in, in that culture in the West Coast. You know, that's all he sees of women getting together. And then, like, for instance, say if my wife had, like, two kids before we got together, you know? Mm -hmm. And when we were together and married. This is just hypothetically talking here, Tuts, all right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is fake, everybody. Just so we know. Don't cancel us. And then uh, she had two kids, and then I came in, and I, and I told her I'll take care of her and the kids and whatever. We got married. Okay. So she Probably. could literally, since I took on that obligation of their and the kids, so I can now get hit for child support and pay alimony for those kids, even though they're not biologically mine. You can? Yeah, you can get, you can, yeah. Never. It's been done. I'm sure. I just never heard that in my life. Yeah, yeah. It's been done. Interesting. That's what he, he just brings awareness. He said he doesn't mind the love and that. All it is is a piece of paper, you know. That's what he says. I, yeah. talk, I, talk, I joke with my wife. If I would have found this guy, you know, I would right. never marry you. She's like, shut up. He's just a womanator or whatever. Yeah. But there's some women that agree with him and because there's some women out there that just do that, you know, just take advantage. Yes. There's absolutely. Not all women. I'm, there's women out there that take advantage. Facts. I'm a girl's girl through and through, but I know my ladies, and there are women who will do that. You know oh, what I'm saying? All my single ladies. All oh, my single ladies. <laughs> The, yes, yes, the single ladies, they will do that. Yeah, you know? 100%. And I know some women will, and I think men take advantage as well. But I think that's really, really interesting for a lot of reasons. I always said that men benefit the most from marriage. So I'm, I'm pro-marriage. Yeah. I'm getting married in two weeks. I'm pro-marriage. I just don't think it's for everybody, and yeah. I, I really don't. Yeah. I think what works for you works for you. I used to be one of those people that's like, you got to get married. Everyone needs to be married. Like, Girl, relax. I used to think like that, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And now I'm just like, I'm a grown-ass woman I'm at this big age of 31, and I'm like, that's not the case. And I, like, do what works for you, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I told my fiancé, and I was very real with him, like, I was like, we could have waited. It was me kind of pushing it in the beginning because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And I've like, I've told him this. Yeah. And I was like, we could have absolutely waited. Like, you're not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. Like, I'm very happy with you. And he's like, I feel married to you. Like, I'm being real. And like, I get the whole like. Yeah, once you move in, I mean, once you're living together, you're practically married. We're married. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like we are. And I'm like, this, like, it, I feel like when we come back from Vegas in two weeks, like, I don't know if I'm going to come back feeling different. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, we just had a big party. Like, I just don't feel, like, different. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that to, like, bash on marriage. I just, yeah, yeah. For, for me, I know, like, I could have waited. And, like, my fiance and I, we have, like, these, like, dumbass jokes in our relationship. Kind of like how you guys have. And, <laughs> like, and I love it, though, because, like, that's, that's me. That's the banter that I love. And 
I'll always fuck around and, and I'll say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, whatever. Like, I'm not going to marry him. And then he'll be like, oh, you know, you're my first marriage, not my last. You know, shit like that. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. like, start cracking up. And I'm like, because there might be some truth in that. But, like, <laughs> at the same time, I'm just like, I, I know. Like, like you're, you know what I mean? Like, you're my person and I'm yours. And, I mean, we're not God. We can't predict what's going to happen. We can't control what's going to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we can only control our own actions and ourselves and our relationship. But I want to be with this man. You know what I mean? But it's just, like, crazy because I've told him, I'm like, I could have waited. Like, I don't know where. I, I was on Instagram too much or TikTok or something. But yeah, I was yeah. just, like, not rushing him. But I was pulling that, like, you know, like, not, like, winning a proposed card. But kind of in the sense of, like, you know, like, we've been together for two years. You know, shit like that. Yeah, and it's, yeah. like. I wish I never, he, he doesn't resent me or anything like that. Like, I know he doesn't because I could tell when a man is not yeah, trying yeah. to walk down that aisle. But, like, he's not like that. Like, he's he's very much so, like, let's just do this. Like, you, you wanted this Vegas party. You wanted this. And I did. I wanted it. And I'm so happy we're doing it. But, like I said, I know I could have waited. Like, and he tells me that, too. He's like, we could have. And I yeah. said, we absolutely could have. You know, and I'm sorry for kind of pushing that on you, you know, whatever. But I want to get to my point about how it benefits we, uh, men more than women yeah. and that's so interesting i want to listen to that guy because yeah. i want to see what he says it, uh, i'm curious and some of the women that call in are actually the ones that cheat on the guy and they're wondering why he hasn't proposed yet oh my God. so so these, these are the guys he goes these are the girls that he goes in and and it's like the wonder why i wouldn't marry you either you know because you done cheated on me you know like, why would i give you a ring like because he also talks about the biological clock ticking and got to have kids before they get in a certain age because they already party their whole life before this, you know, so. Oh, I'm going to keep partying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. So he, he keeps breaking it down. Yeah. So he just breaks it down on why the women out there just want to settle down at a certain age when he doesn't want to. He's, he's already lived this to this age. Why would he want to settle down now, you know? I just think he hasn't found the person that he would want to settle down with. I think and, that's just the hottest and, take. And, he, and he's been divorced like four times too. So I don't and, know why he keeps getting married himself. Yeah, it's like, why are you, I never got that. It's like, okay, at that point, if we're in my fourth marriage, there wouldn't be a fourth marriage for me. But if there yeah. was, we're, we're just hanging out after this. We're just going to hang. Like, we're not We're doing not doing this, this the whole Fuck thing. No, we're not doing this whole song and dance again. That'd be crazy to get married four times. And then just keep going. At this point, like, marriage maybe really isn't for you, so just exist. Like, just exist together. No? Am Man. I the only one who thinks that? Who, who's got married? Four times? J-Lo? No. Enga engaged. She only got married to Mark Anthony, right? And her first husband was, like, really young. She was really young. Yeah, like, the dancer? Damn, she's probably got, like, so her third. Third. Uh, she's probably got, like, 50 million in engagement rings. Oh, yeah. I think I saw an article with all her engagement rings because she didn't get married every single time. Yeah, there I know. Was, there was a couple, yeah. Quite a list. A-Rod, fucking Ben Affleck. A-Rod, I forgot about that. That's crazy. Damn. She's got to be like the richest woman just with rings. Like. That is crazy. How many? Seven? seven? Shut up. Who said had seven houses? J-Lo? I told you. Is that gotta, that's got to be the world record. That is, like, insane. <laughs> that is. That's a record. But also, like, at this point, like, can't we just exist? Like, yeah, why I know, are you yeah, doing yeah. this yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. But listen, like, again, I'm trying not to judge. Get yeah, praised yeah, yeah, yeah. where I can. <laughs> that's not my life. But I do think that marriage men benefits. Benefits. I just put yeah. men and benefits together. Benefits men more. And I say this to my fiance. And he laughs in my face because I don't do half these things. But, okay, think about it. Okay. Think about it. 
okay? And I'm not, like, ca- calling anybody out. No, no, I'm, I'm going to use this as an example. This is your opinion. Okay, this is my opinion. I, but I don't know your dynamic. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I'm, I don't live with you guys. But yeah. I, if I did, <laughs> this is what I would say, okay? So hear me out. You benefit from your wife more than she benefits from you. And I say that, and I, I don't know your situation yeah, yeah, at yeah, home, okay? okay yeah. But I'm just going to give a broad example. You, you covered that. Okay. <laughs> I know. I just want to be clear if I get canceled. So think about it, right? She's a, quote, in-home maid. Yeah. So she cooks, she cleans for the most part. Again, yeah. I don't know what you guys do, but cooks and cleans, takes care of the kids probably more than you do oh, for the most part. Yeah, and I love that you own that because some men are weirdos and they don't want to own that. It's no, like, no, no. yeah. They're like, no, give her flowers. I love it. So cooking, cleaning, right? Uh, laundry, like even even as things like travel, when you guys travel, I'm sure she's packing your bags or at least making 100%. sure the kids are, are, are packed up. Yeah. You're not packing the kids' bags. No. No, she is. So think about that, right? And then, again, like I'm not trying to be invasive, but like, you know, like That's sex, no, kind no, of like when you want, points. you know what I mean? Because like you have your partner, so uh, it's yeah. like sex, like that's, you know, your intimacy level, whatever. So all these things that I'm naming, right? Who benefits? Tell me, is the man benefiting or is the woman? Because you just got free laundry service, free uh, chef at home, free <laughs> cooking service, meal prep. You got, you know, a nanny slash t- caretaker for your kids. You know what I mean? Let's just say you're a man with yeah, kids. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, you don't got to go out to the club and pick up girls and do all that work. Like, you got a girl at home. You know what I mean? So it's like, these are, in my opinion, the yeah, woman yeah. benefits so much. I'm mean, sorry. The man benefits so much more than the woman. Like, if we're being for fucking yeah, real. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So well, I is, that, just, is that what you're looking forward to? What, doing all that? No, because I don't. So that's why he laughs at me. Like, and where do I find that? He's like, where do I find that? And I'm like, I cook sometimes. <laughs> I know, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. But like, and he's not wrong. I get it. Because like, I'm not a good example of that. You know what yeah. I mean? But I'm working on it, you know, because we have a home and I want to take care of it. I'm just not the cleaning, cooking kind of girl. Yeah, but yeah. I know at the end of the day, like, I'm not a pig either. So I need to make sure that, like, our home is decent. I'm not saying I'm Susie Homemaker, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I need to, like, make time to clean the house, a.k.a. literally today I'm cleaning. Um, yeah. You put the Mexican music on? I do, yeah. Or I'll, like, I'll have the music on or, like, a Housewives show or, or just something the, in the background. Or you do the polka. No, I don't do the polka. <laughs> it's so funny because I don't even think I know, like, how to. Uh, I think, like, the how to dance. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the polka. The, the genre is just called polka, right? Uh, yes, technically, okay, that's a, technically, yes. Okay. But you know what's funny is that it's the same uh, sound, if you think about it. It's the accordion. Okay. If, like, compare oh, the, the two at home. To, to like, um, Bariachi band? It's like a banda, but a Polish one. Oh. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they kind of sound similar, Yeah, because right? I think the main, the main ingredient, the main... Um, the accordion? Uh-huh, like, uh, musical instrument is the accordion, I think. And then there's, like, other ones, like, drums or whatever you want to use the, um, I don't know how to call it, cymbal, yeah. whatever. I'm not a musician, as you can tell. I don't even know how to name instruments. <laughs> but I, it's very similar. But the accordion, I think, is the number one, some, like, similar sounding to those two genres. You know what I mean? Which is yeah, really yeah. interesting, I think. I'm like, oh, look at us. Oh, from that perspective, too, the man's just supposed to just work his fingers and his back to the, to See, the ground. and then you know? the argument is like, okay, the man <laughs> is the provider or whatever. And it's like, it's so interesting, right? Because I think about that, too. You know, oh, the man's a provider. And I, and I feel like, I don't feel like it should be, in my opinion, the man's job to, like, literally provide for the family at all costs, even though that is what most women slash whoever yeah, yeah. will tell you. You know what I mean? And I know historically, culturally, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. But I just feel like, you know, if, if there's a way that you guys can both somehow contribute, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I will... I told my fiance this, like, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, he, he's very, like, I don't know what to call him, modern. Like, he's, he's, he's at my level as far yeah, as, yeah. like, understanding, like, you know, where I'm at and what I want to do. 
But I told him, I was like, I'm never going to stay home. Like, I, I have so much respect for stay-at-home mothers, stay-at-home wives um, that really just maintain and take care of the household, the kids. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's their main responsibility. That is not Paulina. And I was like, I, I love you so <laughs> much, and I'm going to love our child so much. Yeah. But, like, I need to get the fuck out of this house. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, <laughs> like make sure you're picking the right one because I, that's not going to be me. I have a friend, a really good, my, my best friend's stay-at-home mom, right? And I have so much respect for her, and I watch her do this. Yeah. And I've told her this, so it doesn't shade, but I'm like, I can't do that. Like, that's not me. You know what I mean? And I think some women were just so programmed that way, which is why I do think, like, in a way, like, yeah, as a woman, I want to contribute to my household, whether that is paying the fucking ComEd bill, yeah, the yeah. cable bill, whatever bill, you know what I mean? But I, maybe I'm old school too, because I do think that my fiance is our, quote, protector and provider. The man is, or whoever, right? If you're yeah, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever relationship that you're in. Like, I do think, like, I do think the household functions better, though, when there are, like, split roles in the sense of, like, yeah, yeah. kids are you, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, pay the comment bill, whatever, right? But but listen, some women do want to stay at home with the kids, and I love and respect that, you know what I mean? Because that just makes it, I think, so much more special for the kids. I do. Yeah. Um, which makes me sad for my kids. <laughs> my kid's not going to get that. But I see this now. I could change my mind, of course. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But, like, I, I just see it as, like, I... I love my passions, you know, you know, obviously I do radio, yeah, yeah. I do podcasting too. I love this. I can't see myself giving it up. Um, it's just going to be more difficult when that day comes, but I'm going to make it work. It's, uh, yeah, it becomes a lot challenging. It's a challenge. She makes it work though. She does amazing things, you know? Yep. Shout out to my wife. I know. I'm looking <laughs> at her. See, and I, I, I feel like you would agree, like she makes this possible. Yeah, yeah. She makes you know? a lot of it possible, you know, and then me trying to just fucking be everywhere at once is kind of crazy too so it's like she's and we, we we've got better too you know and it's just me too expecting for her just to know too because she's just like getting into it now like really helping more and more with the organization the, wow. the calendar you know and I, I, I tell her if she could do that for me and i could just do everything else because that's like the weakest point for me is organization i just kind of oh. wing shit you know <laughs> yeah i mean i'm like i just show up i don't know yeah, you need yeah. me all right you know like, i'll exactly. be there what time okay i'll just be there and, yeah. then, and the next thing you know i got like three bookings like oh yeah i'm shit. like fuck <laughs> i i'm a queen of doing that I'll, I'll overbook myself all day and it's like what the fuck and i told her i just need some help with this if i can get this down yeah. pack i'll be good like try to figure out everything because it's like the podcast and then the photography thing and then trying to run a business and then doing editing, too. It's, like, all in one, you know? And then yeah. going to work full time, I just got laid off Tuesday. So it's kind of a oh. blessing in disguise, though. Sorry, but no, it's fine. It is? Yeah, it kind of, yeah, for sure. It happens every so often. So it's just, like, you go on and collect unemployment real quick for a couple of weeks. It's, I work for the union, so it's gotcha. it happens. It happens or the job ends a couple of weeks before another one starts. But Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, yeah, just moving forward. Yeah, she does a lot, man. I appreciate her. And I love that you said that yeah. because you're recognizing um, kind of like the backbone, you know, of, of you, who you are, what you do, right? Your family dynamic. Yeah. She helps out obviously, you know, at home and then with your, with your stuff. So getting into radio, getting back on subject. I know, right? <laughs> I'm on marriage. It, it happens. It happens. So uh, getting to where you're at now, how did you get to, where were the steps to getting to where you're at now? So I have like the weirdest story ever, but basically, um, I did the college radio thing, right? Then I graduated, and I interned at my current competitor station. So, like, I kind of got the feel of the radio life, all these things, right? And it's just so funny how you said everything happens for a reason. 
because it sure does. Yeah. And um, I was with another intern, and I'm still friends with her, and but she's no longer in radio because it just didn't work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at that time, you know when you think you want something so bad and it doesn't happen for you, and then you realize like years later why it didn't happen and it was supposed to happen that way, and it was actually a blessing it didn't happen for <laughs> you. You're like, oh fuck, like that's actually a good thing. But she got the job, or whatever, and I was really upset. I remember because I was like, between the two of us, she got this job on this morning show, right? And I was just so sad, whatever. But then I was like, you know what? It's all good. She's going to do her thing and I'm going to do mine. So then I moved to New York for a summer just for fun. My friend lived out there. Um, I love New York, but it, like, I couldn't live there. I like need my car. I like driving. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not for me. So then I went back home here. And then after that, I went to California. And it was weird because manifestation, I always said as a little girl, I'm going to live in California, Hollywood one day, just, just to live. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. really have shit going on there, but I went out there with like, my little car, my friend came with me. I had, like, no money, but I just was like, we're going to make this happen. Something that I would never do now, but I did then. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just was a different thinker, and I was like, I had ambitious. nothing to lose. So yeah. ambitious. I had nothing to lose, literally. Yeah. So then I went out there, and then I was applying for jobs and stuff, and I had, like, I, I got an apartment was with a bunch of, like, four other girls. It was actually really cute, and they were fucking amazing. So I got lucky with that. And then I was like, I'm applying for jobs, but, like, no one's calling me, right? Because I had, like, this mentor that I met through... I think it was like a program in college and she does television. So I thought I would be doing television production, like behind the scenes, being a producer on a TV show. Cause she just kept talking as I was her path, right? She's from Chicago too. And now lives in California. And she worked on like a bunch of different shows um, that were really popping like survivor and like all those biggest loser. Um, I think Mark Burnett's the big producer behind this. She worked for him and she was like, she just like killed it, you know? So she's working for him for like 25 years. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that's my path, right? So I'm applying to these like TV jobs. I'm like, not getting called. I have no experience to yeah. mind you. <laughs> and then I applied for radio and I got called for an interview and I got the job. So it was a promotions assistant at iHeart in Los Angeles. Okay. So promotions assistants are like, started from the bottom. Now we're here, people. You kind of just work your way up. Um, you do all the promo stuff. So like, events and like pop-ups and stuff like you're the person setting up passing out flyers passing out Doing all the footwork. toys all the footwork or not toys uh, like little gifts whatever yeah, the free yeah. stuff driving the vans around like that's you so i started there was loving it and then getting a lot of experience meeting everybody in the building which was my thing of like getting in the building yeah then i met this radio personality who used to be on kiss fm and wgci here her name is nina chantel okay. so i went with her because i like knew she worked there so i introduced myself like a weirdo in the bathroom and i was <laughs> like oh i'm paulina i was like we That's... met like years ago i know i'm a fucking weirdo <laughs> i'm so weird I was like, you, we couldn't, met. you couldn't wait outside the door of the no, bathroom <laughs> i was in the bathroom like we're at the sink together and uh, i was like oh i used to work in uh in in chicago i met you at this conference it was like some i saw her speak somewhere and I was like, um, years ago, and I was like, I'd love to like learn from you or yeah. like kind of help you out. And she took that offer, so I started going in and learning how to like do the on-air stuff, like the producing, right? How to um, even work the board? How you have like a board here, right? Like how to work that? How to blog? How to answer phones for winners? It, it's a lot, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I was learning it um, on my own time, free time. I was just getting in there whenever I can. If it was two in the morning, I'd go in. Like I didn't care. So then, like, that was me. I was loving it, and I was really having a good time with it. But then I was like, damn, like, I miss home. And it's interesting when you tell the universe something because this happened to me, right? I got into a really, really bad car accident, and my shit was totaled. So I was like, this, like, isn't good. 
for yeah. me and my car being total one. But number two, like, I need a car in L.A. And I still got to pay this one off. I don't have any money for this. It's not going to work. So, and I had said I missed home, so that made me miss home even more. Yeah. So then I was like, but I don't want to, like, be, like, jobless. So then I contacted iHeart Chicago, and I was like, I just need my foot in the building. I do not care. So I ended up applying for a whatever was open, which was, like, a sales assistant position. I'm like, let me just get in the building. Again, get in. And I got the job. So I came back home, which was amazing. I was so happy to be home. Yeah. And I got the job. And my first day, I went downstairs, which because we have two floors, what we had, not anymore. I had two floors. I went downstairs and I talked to all the program directors at every station, introduced myself. Oh, I'm from Chicago, but I worked in LA for two years. I know how to do your social. I know how to do blogging. I would love to help. Just let me know how I can. Yeah. And it was like crazy how it happened because in LA, like there's like different protocol, if you will, like to work on like a morning show. You don't just like walk into a morning show. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Thinking, if anything, they would do the same thing they did in L.A., which was maybe, like, team me up with, like, the part-time weekend people. Just, like, learn, you know, here, get in here, learn, whatever. So about two weeks of me emailing the program director at that time back and forth, right, kind of keeping in touch, making sure he knows I'm very serious. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, I had this idea. Come to my office. So then I did, and he's like, I'm thinking of adding you to the morning show. And I was like... Sir, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, the morning show? Like, this just doesn't happen. So did you do drops for him or anything like that? or like? Any- oh, like a demo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 which was weird, too. Like, he didn't even hear me. So he was just like, I want to try you on the morning show. And he's like, um, but he, he phrased it as like a, an experiment, too, okay. which was interesting. And he said, um, I want you to meet Fred and Angie. They're, they're the morning show. Their producers, MJ. It was just Fred and Angie on the air. MJ didn't really talk as much anymore. So, she, so he, he was like, I want you to meet them first. Let's go from there. So I met Fred first, then Fred and Angie and MJ together. And um, I brought a little notebook in of, like, some ideas I had. Because I don't know. I was yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. mean, I got to come prepared and be like, I'm offering something, not yeah. just my mouth. Like, I'm just trying to talk to you guys. But <laughs> I want to show you yeah, yeah. what else I can do. So then um, they brought me in. I didn't go on the air. I mean, I did go on the air. Like, they would have me talk. But it was more so of, like, being called in. So it was a very different role than I have now. So it was, like, a whole different room. There's a wall. There's a, not a wall, like a, a glass wall, if you will, so I yeah, can see yeah. them. So, like, it'd be like being called in or um, I would start contributing topics. I was the 24-year-old single girl. So I had a whole different perspective, whole different everything, ideas and stories and what I did last night. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like. I was making myself valuable to them and, and offering my stories. And I, I wasn't shy. I would tell, I would still tell any story. So I was like, here, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So then they were like, uh, okay, like, you know, this is great. They're loving it. I was adding on to their social media. I was blogging for them. So I was doing everything. And then, yeah, that experiment is still happening today. <laughs> um, but today it's different because now there's more people on the show and everybody has an open microphone like this. So you can speak when you want, chime yeah, yeah. in. Everybody has an, uh, the same kind of like, which I think is really cool, an equal opportunity to submit ideas or uh, topics is what we call them, right? So like stories. Yeah, yeah. And it's like kind of like, well, the best shit gets put on the air, you know? So do you guys pre-record or do you guys go live? We go live. Do you? Are you, Every are you, day. Are you guys like uh, a couple seconds ahead or anything? I think or? we're like 30 seconds ahead or something, okay. technically. I mean, you have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's pretty case. cool. Just, uh, but it is really cool and I love it. Every Radio's day at 5 awesome. to 10, right? 5 to 10 a.m., so I'm up very early. <laughs> you're very early. Have you always been a morning person? 
I have, but not that early. No, not, <laughs> that's not just at like, like the worst. Four a.m. Right? No, three. I hate fucking waking up at four thirty to go to work. It's just like, man, I, I just leave right on time. Though. Yeah, I'd be like, I got fifteen minutes more. Yeah, no, it, re- it really hurts. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. And uh, this was so cool. <laughs> You're that, right. It was a conversation. Yeah, it was just nothing more. Um, I appreciate it more. I don't want to keep you any longer. No, um, no, you're totally fine. Are you guys watching the Bears game today? Yeah, yeah, oh, he's like, I'm trying to go. <laughs> <laughs> what time is the game? Is it on now? It's, all, it's already on. Yeah, oh. it's, uh, this is like the first time. So thanks to Paulina. Thank you for having me. And yeah, uh, keep in touch, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you have any inspirational words? Oh, talk about the real quick before you get out your mental program that you still got going on. Yes. Yes, so Get Your Mind Right, the mental health uh, initiative. That one is out. Uh, well, it's out, but it, it is. Uh, follow us on, on Instagram, Get Your Mind Right. And basically, we provide mental health services to the south side of Chicago. So we are in Pilsen. So any kind of resources that you need, um, there are, I think, still room to get with therapists. But I know we got kind of full. Um, but always contact me at Paulina Rowe or Get Your Mind Right for more information. Yeah, make sure you tap in with Paulina. I appreciate you coming in. This is co-host from the fred show on 103.5 5 to 10 in the morning you can check her out make sure you tap in tap in to get your mind right also entitle her podcast that she also has out there yes this is uh cardi b again to take us out man get up 10 it's your boy jay banner from cushion coffee podcast we're out appreciate you go bears They gave a bitch two options, stripping the loose. Used to dance in a club right across from my school. I said, dance, not nah, fuck, don't get it confused. Had to set the record straight, cause bitches love to assume. Mama couldn't give it to me, had to get it in suits. Lord only knows how I got it in suits. I was covered in dollars, now I'm dripping in jewels. A bitch play with my money, might as well spit in my food. Bitches hating my guts, now they swear it was cool. Went from making tuna sandwiches to making the news. I started speaking my mind and tripping my views. Real bitch, only thing fake is the boobs. Get money, go hard, motherfucking right. Never been a fraud in my motherfucking life. Get money, go hard, damn fucking right. Stunned on these bitches out of motherfucking spite. Ain't no running above me, well for nothing to glory. I ain't telling y'all to do it, I'm just telling my story. I don't hang with these bitches cause these bitches be corny. And I got enough bras, y'all ain't gotta support me. I went from rag to riches, went from wig to lit nigga. Only person in my fam to see six figures. The pressure on your shoulders, feel like boulders. Where you gotta make sure that everybody's straight. Bitches stab you in your back while they smiling in your face. Talking crazy on your name, trying not to catch a case. I waited my whole life just to shoot. On niggas, climb to the top floor so I can spit on niggas. Said I was just trying to chill and make bangers. Tell all these old bitches they ain't